0: Two, one, two, three, four. Hey y'all! It's the Southern Fried Witch. And we are going to wing it a bit today. I don't have a script. What I do have is a little bit of time with my coffee this morning to talk about what kind of witch I am anyway. I already have a blog, and I've had one for over 10 years. And I thought, I want to do something new. I want people to hear my actual, authentic voice. And that was a bit of a shock for me. What I'm recording here doesn't sound like what I hear in my head, of course, right? That's every one of us. So in the middle of doing this, I suddenly realized I was doing two alien things on a platform I wasn't used to and a voice that didn't make sense to me. But then I realized this is the voice that my kids heard growing up. And this is the voice that my friends hear. And this is the voice that my chickens hear when I come outside and call them. And so it's more authentic and more integral to my own experience than I thought. And we're going to get to why doing a podcast is going to be all for me. So yes, I'm a witch, and I live in Alabama, and I've done so most of my life. There was a horribly rough time between 13 and 17 where I was taken to New Jersey. Nothing against New Jersey, y'all, but that was a very difficult part of my life. But I came back home, and I have no intention of leaving. I was born here, and I'll die here. And there's an awful lot of work to be done here in the Bible Belt. It's not just racism that's thick down here. It's also that religious propensity to think that everyone other than yourself is going to hell. I'm here to dispel that. And I'm up against a lot of preconceived notions. Y'all, we're either... Hugga-booga scary things, you know, with horns on our head, worshiping Satan, who I personally don't believe in. I'd have to buy into the whole Christian construct of heaven and hell to even buy into him, right? And then we've got that other concept, right? The good witch, Glinda, the sweetie, the white one, the one, isn't that weird? How come all the good things are always presented to us as white? I call bullshit. And then we have my friends, the Wiccans, so many of them i've got so many deep wonderful abiding friendships with wiccan's i'm not wiccan i'm not i'm not british traditional witchcraft either in fact i kind of have my own thing i'm southern i'm very connected to the land i'm very geographically bound in my craft and i know that word bound doesn't sound right but it just makes more sense to me To give a damn about where I'm actually casting from. For instance, I wouldn't anymore buy a package of herbs from Egypt to cast in. Although, you know, I might use those to cook with. But they're not from around me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the water out of my own well. I'm growing all of my own plants. I eat my own herbs. I make my own tea. This is where I'm from. This is where I live. This is where my habitus is. This is where I cast from. Makes it a lot easier root up than branch down. And that's where I am. And I want to be clear. I absolutely love witch hats and besoms. I've got them all over the place. You know, one of my favorite gifts to get. All of those things. I've got a cauldron from the 1800s outside and I use it. I mean, why not? my ancestors did. I love all that kitschy shit. Because somewhere in all that kitschy shit is a little bit of truth. Hell yeah, I've got black cats. I've always had black cats. I'm always going to have black cats. And yeah, I have familiars. But they're not always a black cat. It was sometime in my 40s that frogs and toads came along and that really kind of pissed me off because it was so Classic, right? I'm going to have a damn frog, you know, a little warty toad. And now they're my friends and now we're cool, but they had something to teach me. When we look at all these concepts of witches and what we are and what we're not, letting other people define it and war within our own selves and our own communities about she's not witchy enough or that person is not, you know, part of a particular pantheonistic experience such fucking crap and this is what the christians did to each other you know one of the most important things about my craft and it took me years and years to figure out i knew it was real and i knew i had to do it the way i know i've got to brush my teeth when i wake up in the morning but i don't think i really understood why and that is the secrecy in the craft And I know it's weird, right? I've got a podcast now, so how the hell does that factor? Well, I'm not going to give you my spells, y'all. Write your own. I'm not going to share my shadow work with you. Well, maybe a little, because that's always a little bit of fun. But the real craft, you know? When we do cast a circle and we do sit down to do real serious magic, I mean, my feet are going to get dirty, and it's none of your business. And it makes me a little bit sad that secrecy in the craft has sort of become passé. It's become something that we don't really consider important anymore. And in the strangest sort of way, to me, that's like telling everyone what I wish for on my birthday cake blowout. It was an indelible part of the whole process. So that's the kind of witch I am. One that you're probably never going to understand, and that's okay. We're just here to talk about the craft in general, because no one's really doing it enough. I've been told it's not cool for me to wear a black hat if I wanted to wear a black hat, because I'm plaguing to too many Hollywood stereotypes of being a witch. But they got them somewhere, y'all. And my hat tends to be a straw hat. So here I am. I got my hat in my hand, trying to podcast, listening to a voice I don't recognize on a platform I have no idea of what I'm doing on. But I'm 53 years old, and it's about time I learned some shit. And I think when we stop trying to learn some shit, well, you know, we might as well go ahead and start digging that six-foot hole, or in my case, throw me on a funeral pyre. So, full disclosure. I am that kind of witch. I use a cauldron. I have a favorite wooden spoon. I have a special hat. I even have a special cloak. It's red. It's my favorite. I have a familiar. I cast salt circles. I have a coven that was born out of a family trad and became its own thing in 2009. So we're nearing our 10th anniversary. And we write spells. And I make spell packets. And I burn sage. And all of that damn shit that the world is terrified of, I do that. Except just not the kitschy shit that they think I do. Like, no one's using baby tears or lamb's blood. Not well now. Not unless I'm making a lamb stew. And I think that's what the world's actually afraid of when it comes to witches and something it's been afraid of since the dawn of man, that we could do something. Yeah, no shit we could do something. And by the way, we do. We're standing next to you in the store. Some of us are in your churches. Some of us are your kid's teacher. And sometimes when we have some kind of issue to deal with, we don't call the cops. We stand barefoot Some of us naked, some of us not. I'm not big on the naked. There are a lot of bugs in Alabama. And we do what we have to do. But we also heal people. We also care about our neighbors. We also cast for them. We send good energy towards them. Most of the witches that I know personally are very balanced. Just like anybody else. I saved my son's hair. They let me do it. In fact... These days, their girlfriends bring me their ponytails when they cut them off because they want insurance. What am I going to do with that? Well, first of all, not going to tell you, (laughs) you know. And second of all, whatever the fuck I want to, they're my sons. I love them, and I'm a witch. If somebody gets hurt, I got them. I don't really get the difference. Well, there is a very big difference, I suppose, between people who believe in... Intercession, Christians who pray for that, and witches like me. But I do see a similarity in praying for help, praying for a tumor to go down, praying for rain, and what I do. I just don't need my goddess, and I am a goddess worshiper, pretty sure we're clear on that, to do that damn much work. She's got my back. But the biggest thing that kind of gripes me and kind of yanks my chain is. If people don't believe in what we are, if people don't believe in what we do, why are they so damn afraid of us? I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. I've seen my own magic work well enough to know that it's a real thing. I've been angry. I've wanted someone's house burned to the ground. Oh, God, those young years in the craft, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's happened within 24 hours. But good luck prosecuting me on a spell. Someone did try that once. It was hysterical. Wait, it wasn't prosecution. It was they tried to sue me and get the judge to understand that spell work was a real thing. he got thrown out. Man, I wanted to be convicted of that. <laughs> Go ahead and put me on paper. <laughs> what are my felonies? <laughs> Effective witchcraft. But that is the kind of witch I am. Very balanced. What you might call the cops for, I just go burn a spell packet in the backyard over. I really don't see the sin. Kind of the same thing if you ask me. So, I mean, we're all good here. So I guess the only thing really to fear is if whatever you've done to a witch is something that she might want to call the cops over, you might want to duck or ward. I'm no longer ashamed of who I am. As a witch, I still have morals. I still believe that there are serious things that could bring on consequences for my mortal soul. Well, not really my mortal soul. I don't really believe in a mortal soul. My soul. And, you know, they're the same as anybody else. I believe if I've oath to something, you know, say, in a monogamous relationship, and I've oathed that that is the only person I'm going to have sexual relations with, and then I cheat on that situation, I've still broken an oath. It's not like witchcraft is a safe haven for people who are just trying to get away from the idea of sin. It's Much more dangerous in my world to break oaths. There's a lot more at stake for us. And I've got this whole rule and it's something that was embedded in me as a child. I don't cast on children. Because children are innocent and that's part of a greater oath I've taken. I also do not sacrifice anything with a living heartbeat. Now, that doesn't mean that if a moth goes into my flame, I've got my little candle outside and that moth just does what it does and it goes in and kills itself, that that moth isn't going to become part of a spell. I'm not going to let that moth go to waste. It's just that at the end of the day, I don't really need a lot of rules to know what's right and what's wrong children are 100% hands-off unless you're trying to heal them. And I think that's really critical. But if you're the kind of witch that would, I don't want you anywhere near me or my family or my land. Period. And it really does all go back to oaths, doesn't it? I've had so many people oath into our coven over the years. More people than are still standing. There have been moments where one of my own has needed to go. But they did the right thing. They honored a witch's code. They did it in a ritual. They did it mindfully. They did it thoughtfully. And I've had students go on in their lives and say bad things happened to me when I left the way I did. I suppose assuming that I had done something untoward such as casting against them. Oh no, honey. That wasn't me. You see, the trees were listening. Who I understand as Big Mama was listening. In some cases, the Fay was listening. And you made a solemn vow. And the way you left broke that. I have to remind myself all the time to not be so damn invested in other people's vows. As a witch, they're critical to me. If I tell a tree, I'm going to take care of you. And then I sit back and I let somebody else chop it down or poison it. It is on me. If I make a vow to be part of a friendship, part of a marriage, a mother to my beautiful, sweet dogs that I take in, I can't just walk from that. It doesn't mean I have to die on that hill. It means I'm going to at least have to honor that hill in some way that is meaningful, at least as meaningful as the moment that I spoke those words. And so for me... Part of that witch's code is the weight of an oath. Otherwise, what the hell would we be doing with a coven? If nothing else, these things mean to convene, to be together. We need trust. But it's so much more than just that. It's so much more than just trust. A witch's word is supposed to be heavy. It's supposed to go through time and space and make an echo there. And those oaths are often necessitated by secrecy. There has to be something beautiful and quiet and deep about that water. And if you're sharing it with everyone, well, it's back to those candles on that birthday cake, isn't it? And I've been accused of being a Puritan in the craft by other witches. Of course, I mean, who else would do it, right? I celebrate Mavon on Mavon. I watch to the minute of a full moon. So I reckon I'm a little hardcore when it comes to magic because it is such a part of my bones, part of my tissues of myself. And oaths are critical to that. I also think that sometimes we believe that oaths are just something we give somebody else. May it be a partner or a friend or a coven or to get your doctor's license or to join a really exclusive club. But in all honesty, I think the oaths that matter the most to me as a witch and part of what makes me such are the ones that I make to myself. I have not always held true to those oaths. I've seen them as something that I could give other people, but not myself much like love, but now here in my croning, I get it, and I make myself oaths. I make myself promises. One of those promises, at first my good friend Janus made me make to him. He's a witch, and a good friend. Wouldn't matter what he was. Honestly, he'd still be my friend and my family, and he made me promise to not do this podcast thing if I wasn't having fun. And you know what that kind of means that kind of means i can't have a script i can't have a layout can't even worry about you whoever you are what i did was i told him i'd consider it i didn't know anything and when i woke up this morning i went outside and i saw my chickens and i had my coffee i talked to my plants and then i sat down in the grass and i oath to myself That I would quit this the second it wasn't fun. So I reckon y'all are going to be a big part of a high old time. Just remember, not all of us down here are uneducated. And not all of us down here are Baptist. There are really deep mysteries still in the South. And I'm part of that. Y'all remember to be nice to your local witch. There's really no telling when you might need one of us. It's been quite the merry meet. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.